It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 128. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, The Wolves' Den, the EU PvP stream archive is up, announcing the As Good As Gold screenshot contest, coming in late July, Final Fantasy XIV XIV Companion, Gamerscape's E3 2018 interview with, no- with Yoshida and Soken. We have the Den Geng- I don't even know how you say that. Dengenki E3 interview translation. Developers blog. And we'll take some shots. But will we pay our own money for it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get for not reading the on the menu tonight. <laughs> but first. But first, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? Ruby, how you doing? Yo, Yelta. Yo. Hello, hello. I'm here. Hi. I don't I don't know how much I've been in game, but I'm definitely <laughs> here tonight. I bought a Switch. Yay. I think I talked about it last week, maybe briefly, or it was the day of that I picked it up, something like that. I rewarded myself for doing some adulting. I had some like insurance stuff that I needed to do and I I finally adulted. Adulting and, is hard. Yeah. Uh, it is hard. It's very difficult. And uh, I was thrust into adulthood. I didn't like it, but I'm I'm managing uh, you know, the pubes came in and I just had oh to work God. with it, right? So uh, I thought, hey, let's just buy a Switch to, to overcome puberty. And uh, I did, and Super Mario Odyssey is kind of taking over my life right now. I really just wanted a dumb, silly game that I could jump on girders and mushrooms and things like that. And, and find Toad. And, just, and find Toad, <laughs> and that I do. I love Toad. I'm just a big Toad fan. I'm a Captain Toad tracker fan, and I I just like all things Toad. I like his squeaky voice. I like all things Toad. And so uh, I've been having a lot of fun doing that, but, you know, the other the flip side is, obviously, I talk about my son, and he's getting bigger. You probably can hear him whining on the background of the podcast episode, uh, but... Uh, Watching him and focusing on the game gets difficult because I want to stay married. I don't want to thrust my wife into taking care of my son all the time while I harvest gold and, you know, kill things. And it's just, it's rude. I don't, I, I can't do that. So we try to take turns and we try to figure out, and we still don't have a good beat on the schedule. You know, I, I've talked for years of how. Sina and I would do things together, and of course, Yelta, Sina, and I, and many others have been in groups. I think this is one of the few times that we haven't really had a set together because, um, you know, we, we've been doing a lot of stuff since 2.0, since the beginning. And so now it's just we can't sit for more than maybe 45 minutes at a time and get something done. And inevitably, if, if my Sina and I are playing together, then... Our son is either playing or he's crying or sleeping, and the sleeping don't last forever either. So if he cries, who takes care of it? Well, we try to do equal stuff, but inevitably one of us has to pick him up, do something. So doing a dungeon is probably okay. You know, by the end, the last boss, we can get the dungeon done. But doing any kind of learning on Savage Runs isn't. Now, five and six are easy enough, but... Trying to learn seven or learn eight, or even do the uh, uh, Sukiyomi. Uh, you know, 
she had a learning day and then I had a learning day and that's really how it's gone. We have not done it together. We've both done it, but we can't do it together because I'll give you an example. She was she was playing two nights ago and she wanted to get her savage clears for the week. So she gets into a six, uh, the painting, and uh, I, I'm taking care of my son. I'm in the other room and it's getting late. You know, it's one of those late night parties on a Sunday night. And I have to work on Monday morning. Well, I'm hanging out. I'm, I'm taking care of him. And of course, after maybe 45 minutes or whatever, he starts getting hungry or cranky or whatever else is going on. And so now he's crying. I need to make a bottle. Whatever else is going on. Well, the party she gets into changes it from um, – it, it was a clear – not a clear. I think it was actually like a you know, let's get her done. Clear, I guess. Yeah. And uh, two, we're trying to get three people there clear, but they don't update, quote unquote, they don't update the party finder. So false advertisement, fake news, and <laughs> <laughs> we just lost 100 listeners. Uh, and she she gets in this trap. She's in a trap for 45 minutes. Our 45 minutes is precious fucking time with a child. She has wasted 45 minutes with a healer that's repeatedly dying, uh, 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 people who are not painting the rock, nobody's getting the yellow paint, tanks that aren't, you know, taking the, the whirlwind thingy, people not knowing when to paint the little chick up in the middle, uh, and waste. What a way. Not only that, she wasted her page because she did six before she did five. Ignored the warning because she really wanted the six, and she's like, well, I'll check and see. So then she went and ran five the night after and got nothing, which is ridiculous. You still it's, should get a it's page. It's a shitty system. I still think it's a shitty system. It's completely stupid. So what a waste. And our time is more precious than ever. We just don't have the time to sit there and go through some shitty party and giggle at it at the end. It, it's We don't have the time for that. Thank goodness that this game allows you to do your Namazoo and check your dutes and do your retainers and scratch off your tickets and do a couple triple triad stuff and it's only spent – you've only spent 30 minutes doing that and then you can log off or, or do your 20-minute soulless loot tunnel. So if that's where your kicks are at, that's fine. The, the game does provide that experience for you but if you want to do any more – it's um, you got to make the time for it, and you got to find the time. And I, I have no problem taking care of my son and giving my wife the time she needs to do stuff. But there's a sense of responsibility that comes up, and you know, your son's crying for ten minutes, and and you just feel like, well, maybe I should be more involved as a parent. And it makes you, it makes you want to do things less. I guess that's part of responsibility, and maturity, or whatever else. And everybody's got their own thing, and. Again, I'm not whining here. It, no. it is what it is. We chose to have the – it didn't accidentally happen. <laughs> For some, I'm sure. But it, we didn't really accidentally have a kid. We, we wanted to have a kid. So you know, we're happy with the life that we have and we're happy that we play a game that allows us to do some things on our own time. But our time is precious to be dealing with liars in the party finder, people who are trying to cheese clears by saying they got it. And always – I don't know if they meant to or not, but really – Fuck you if you're if you're lying about clearing something and you join in a farm party and you've never done. Just, just don't lie. 
Jesus, don't don't lie about what you're getting done. Respect there are other plenty people's people. time, Jesus, and it's probably just more painful for you now that you don't have as much spare time. So yeah, and people yeah. don't respect so it. It's like bite me. There's plenty of people who match what you need to get done. If you're a learning party, put it up. There's a learning party. If you're a clear party, put it up. There's a clear party. Just be be honest about your intentions, and and everybody more that more or less will be happier. But, you know, that being said, we got to do some playtime. She got to do – she got her clears and stuff and I got to do the stuff I wanted to do, which was get a bunch of moons and Super Mario Odyssey. But <laughs> I did go and do my crafters a bit. I think I've got every everything but Leather Worker to 63 at this point. Um, I'm almost – I'm in that final stretch of the Namazu. I think I'm like three days away. Cinna uh, finished hers and she said it was awesome. And uh, I'm just waiting to see if there's like some kind of finishing touch at the end of all of them. I still have a little bit of ways to go for um, uh, the turtles and the snakes. So I'll go back and I'll finish those eventually too. But that's that's another thing that I'm not I'm not stressing about. I do a, a few of those a day, you know, do do six of those in a day and, uh, you know, call it a day and, and that's fine. And there will be days that we will have more playtime. My, my son won't be four months old forever. And there will be opportunities down the road for us to, to get things accomplished and stuff done. And it's been fun. It's It's been good. I've spent money on this game recently. You know, I bought that soundtrack last <laughs> week. I think the biggest thing is I did a bunch on Wednesday of last week. We podcasted on Wednesday. I did a bunch on Wednesday. And then I think I coasted for the rest of it. I was like, ah, Thursday, Friday, you know. And then work's kicking my ass because I'm back to work. So just one of those things but you know there's there's a lot of good stuff still going on and there's still a lot for me to do um and i've been noticing a lot of free company members have been logging in i'm st- i'm seeing names i haven't seen in a while so there's opportunity to play with people and i really appreciate it you know it was not last week but the week prior you put that map party together yelta mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun and that was only an hour and that's again like just about that right amount oh, of time yeah. that And then we, we and then get... we did the 24 men afterwards. So that was like exactly. that was like a good 2 hour packet of things to do. And that made me feel really I know for some that would be what the hell you're not doing prog on OAS or uwu prog or something else and I've seen the tweets like anybody can do uwu. Well, I believe that anybody probably could do uwu if you have the time and the energy and the drive to do it but that's not to say if you don't if you're not driven to do it you're a bad person if you don't have the time to do it you're not a bad person if you don't have the resources to do it you're not a bad person either and that's one good thing about this game i think if we get to this topic much later when we talk about the uh the selling of runs um that's when you kind of get into the the conversation about uh, what's right and what's wrong for players in general. And really, you want the developers to be able to develop the game with everybody in mind, but not water stuff down so much that it's not fun anymore. And we've had that argument that this game gets watered down too much and things aren't difficult enough. And I know that's an that's an argument that we should make when we talk about that topic. But if people are clearing things too easily, the developers don't know how difficult to make content. And I like 
I like that there's content for the very casual, the semi-casual, the mediocre. We've complained about mid-core, but I really think they're starting to get, you know, where things like uh, uh, Deep Dungeon, um, uh, Relic Progress, uh, things like Savage, because Savage used to be really savage. Savage used to be really savage, and Savage isn't quite so savage anymore. But if Savage has become mid-core, and Uwu and and Final Coil Ultimate uh, is is considered savage, uh, we don't really, really, really want too many people getting carried through Uwu. Mm-hmm. Or else, what they make super duper savage. I, you know, okay. I'll hold my tongue. We'll move <laughs> to that when we get there. But that's really that's really what I did this week. Yelta, what did you do? I uh, I played uh, quite a bit. I yeah I uh, yeah that that map party was a hell of a lot of fun. That was two weeks ago now though. But um, mm-hmm. I, I was gonna do one th- again this week, and I I just didn't set one up. So maybe I'll I'll, I'll set one up next week. But uh. I mostly did crafting. Somebody popped onto one of the link or on the No Bosom link shelves today, and he's like, "So is this game less boring yet?" And I'm like, "It's same shit, different day. We're just all crafters now." <laughs> and I don't think he liked that answer. He's like, "No, no, I'm not crafting." But uh, I did. I did work on some crafters. I I have two monitors, so I hit the macro on one screen, and I watch you know American Horror Story and The Handmaid's Tale on the other. So, a couple of movies. Okay. I watch. I watch The Lost Boys. <laughs> Good movie. Yeah. So I've got. Uh, let me see. I've got Carpenter, Goldsmith, Leatherworker, and Culinarian. Those are all seventy now. I've got. I think Blacksmith and Armor are sixty-two. Weaver and Alchemist are sixty-seven. I'm doing. The, I'm doing the stories too. So I'm not just. You know. I'm actually doing the quests. You're not like me. <laughs> Well, so I, I tweeted this earlier, but I'm doing the Alchemist quest and there's, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but I had to go back and I had to Google up the uh, good old, old uh, 1.0 opening cutscene because there are references and I'm like, sure as shit, that's the guy. So I actually really appreciated that. The fact that, you know, if somebody remembered who these characters were. Early, you know, it's just, it was, it was just kind of neat. Someone, especially someone who played, uh, 1.0 and, and, and thought I knew there could be some history there. So that was, that was really cool. And some, some of the quests are fun. Some of the quests are like, uh huh. Go do woodworking better, bitch. Some, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's all right though. But, uh, but I've already got my crafters. Uh, they're, they're coming along nicely. Tuesday always is a really huge boost. Because I do the uh, custom deliveries in uh, two different towns, and that really is just like a lot of XP. And I, I still got some leaves left, and I try to find leaves that are something I can easily gather up on my gatherers and, and churn out. Or I actually bought some items off. I almost never do this. I bought actually bought some cheap mats off the market board just so I could make up a couple of more crafts. So. But yeah, I did that. A lot of crafting. Uh, I, last night I tried to do some, uh, Tsukiyomi EX. I, I need to stop learning. I, I need to stop joining learning and or clear parties. 
I have cleared it. I know the fight pretty well, but I keep, I feel unsure of myself, but so I keep going back into these clear parties and they're awful. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. I tweeted one out that had like three people sitting in the party finder and they're like clear for two then farm. And I'm like, but you're three people. You don't even have, it's not like you're looking for two more or one, one healer or something. It's like clear party for two, which means two out of the three of you haven't finished the fight. It is a learning party at that point. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, uh, so, and then, and then last night I also, I had like two different, the first party, I don't think we would have had the damage. They like failed the ad phase a couple times. And I'm like, I don't understand. So, um, that was awful. And then the second party, the other healer would just pre-pull Medica 2, which uh, almost no damage goes out. So they're, they're casting shit for no reason at all other than, I don't know, I don't know, like one tick of it maybe helps somebody. And then they're just like holying all, Medica 2 and Holy, that's it. Those are the spells she knew. And she told me when we, when we, when I joined the party, I'm a terrible healer. You're all going to die. And I laughed because, you know, whatever. No, it was awful. It was just awful. Some, so she only learned two abilities. Somehow I was <laughs> out DPSing her and out healing her. Wow. And I don't understand. And why don't red mages raise? And somebody eat some fucking... I even told them eventually to eat some food. Some of them had such low hit points. I'm like, if you've got any vitality food, you might want to try eating it. Because there, there's damage in here. And if you take unavoidable plus some avoidable... Well, you're fucked. And yeah, I don't know. There was no yelling or screaming, but it's just like I was I was kind of relieved when it fell apart. I'm like, I don't need this shit. I need to just start joining farm parties, I guess. I don't know. But I'm scared of screwing up, Ruby. I'm scared of being that person who's like, you didn't stand in the exact right spot. And I'm like, well, sorry. Well, that uh, that makes me think of what i was just talking about because sometimes i have a an irrational fear of being the worst person in a group you know you join something you don't want to be the worst person in the group the one that doesn't know um and i get into some of these parties or i look or i hear the stories i watch my cinna get into these things and i think there is no way i could be the worst person (laughs) in these groups there's absolutely no way I could be the summoner that's the lowest DPS. How can you be a summoner that's the lowest DPS? Part of the reason I think I play summoner is it's easy mode DPS. You just let the dots tick. Mm -hmm. But uh, it it amazes me. And I'm not trying to be elitist. Heard that before. I'm not trying to be elitist by any means. I I don't have a bunch of stuff cleared in this game. But I I don't understand. And maybe that's, again, the dumbing down of some of the content that – that now the the players have caught up with the dumbing down and it runs like five and six and yeah it's we're in the odd number patch now so i guess i get it but runs like five and six are like it feels like a learning party when you join a weekly clear mm. yeah yeah no it's it's it's, it's frustrating because i i i need i need her uh doggo I also need Shinryu as Dago, so it's like, yeah, 
Shinryu I haven't done in a million years, so I'm scared to go back in there too. I don't know what I'm scared of, but uh I wasn't scared though, I got bored. I was bored as hell crafting, so I was just paging through the party finder as I do. And uh there was a map party. And I'm like, I'll join random map party. Bring two maps, free for all loot, blah blah blah. I we 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 got to the seventh floor a couple times. We did several thieves maps. I got the t- I got actually I got enough to sell. I got some of the items to make the what's that outfit? The frilly dress. I I need the frilly dress. I need to beg someone to make it for me. But um, I got the leather and the cloth to make that frilly dress. So. It was it was a good it was a good party. Didn't get any music, that always makes me sad. But uh, we were a small party too. One tank, I was the only healer, and like three DP. It was a small. I'm not used to doing map parties with like less than. We usually go like seven or eight of us. So, but it was a good map party. Everybody hung out. It, it was getting late there by the end, though. I don't think we all got both of our maps done. But man, you know, we made some bank. And, you know, a lot of disco floors, a lot of, like, I don't know, kind of made up for that last party where basically we got to, like, the third room twice or something. So. Oh, what else did I do? I I think I got, like, a level of monk, a level of marauder just doing their level 60 quests or something, but nothing too exciting. I haven't been daring enough. I do want to level a tank next, but I keep psyching myself out of it because oh someone might notice i suck (laughs) i don't know they're usually they're usually just happy to have a tank so i should just get over that but that was about my week i played some other games too i played some fallout 4 bought that i don't remember what else i played Yelton and I, I were talking about getting dinosaur games too. I know. And it's like, oh my god! I need another game. Like I need a hole in the head. So. Exactly. But man, don't you want to splice DNA and let them run amok? And <laughs> I was thinking, what are those old zoo games where you like let the you should, like take the fence down so like the lion goes out and eats everybody? <laughs> I don't think you have to in, in the Jurassic I think they Park just, game. They just break They out. just do it for you. They sabotage it. But uh, listen, if we could give Jeff Goldblum to narrate Final Fantasy fourteen, I might be satisfied. <laughs> Change Uri on Jay's voice to Jeff Goldblum. And I think, oh, my God. We could work with that. We, we can make it happen. All right, that was my week. Uh, you can shoot the shit with us. Go to the website, www.gtfxiv.com. First round is news. Uh, the Wolves Den, the EU PvP stream archive is up. This was streamed the other day. I think I was at work, so uh, mm-hmm. I didn't get to check it out. But it's on the the archived video is on the official Twitch channel. I did not. I did not watch this, so I have no idea. I'm clicking on it now just to see if I can see anything. <laughs> Looks out like of it's it. an I want to see who the hosts are. Hour and thirty five minutes. What was his name? EU with the hair. Is he on here? Do you remember uh, him not Ben. There? I'm not sure. Not, I'm not sure not who's, Ben's not who's going here. <laughs> well, Ben was EU. I don't know if he's still I, part of the EU team or not. I don't keep up with the the any changes in the EU team. You know, we we have changes. I don't know if they keep up with ours, but I, I I've seen this gentleman before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lady I'm not familiar with. I know of Ella. On uh, the EU team, because she was talking about some l- liqueur that tastes like licorice. 
not too long ago, and it piqued my interest. Hmm, like some sort of anise. Something. Hmm. I'm not sure. It it just sounded interesting, yet maybe gross, but I would still (laughs) try it. I'd still try it. Well, oh, I'm watching. I'm watching a little bit here, and they're running around. This is the uh, the feast, and they're on that. They're in the map that looks like the Crystal Tower. Oh yeah, I haven't done. And that And that one actually yet. looks cool. Yeah, I haven't done that one yet. It looks amazing, though. Well, it looks. It says that they uh, tried their skills on the feast and frontline, and they interviewed an amazing player. So I'm gonna have to check that out later. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, they announced the As Good As Gold screenshot contest. The Make It Rain campaign is in full effect, blah, blah, blah. Uh, as you're earning dazzling prizes with your mountains of MGP, take a moment to do a screenshot with your most prized possession from the Gold Saucer. So I don't even know the rules for this. I think they, they want they you to take a, <laughs> a screenshot of something that you're either that you've bought with it. It can be, I guess, it could be a hairstyle, but it's. I, I think they were talking yeah. like a mount. Mounts, which yeah. item from the gold saucer you've been enjoying the most? So they've there got a go. guide uploading the images. Uh, it has to be a picture of looks like your character enjoying your favorite gold saucer item. It can be a mount furnishing consumable equipment, an optional caption and your character's name and world and your selection from the in-game prizes yeah one entry blah 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 you can't edit it don't plagiarize there are some official war rules and the prizes are the same prizes scarf of wondrous <laughs> wit armament choker mandragora choker bluebird earring noble barding so you know, Noble Barding at one time was the new prize, and now it's been around for freaking ever, mm. like these other prizes. So, you know, this is the same disappointment. Not that it would be disappointing to win. I think it's fantastic. Not everybody has these items. I don't have all five of them. I think yeah, I've got I two either. of the five. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be nice to get a little pizzazz, or it'd be nice to have, like, with each expansion, some change, you know, like a Stormblood item or, or something. I have the same disappointment when I open my Triple Triad packs. Uh, and I only oh have my God, here we two go. cards in uh, – two packs and the two cards are La Habrea and Shiva or Ultima Weapon. Mm-hmm. It's like I am so damn tired of getting 2.0 cards. I can't believe they haven't updated those. I feel like they should the prizes for the tournaments should be refreshed. They should c- contain the old ones and chances at new ones. I don't know. Yeah. Something. Something should change with that, but uh, obviously that content isn't isn't vital enough to make those changes or that's one of those things that they squeeze in it x.55 x.57 mm-hmm. you know to try to stay off the board some refreshing them. though i feel like and i'm always surprised when the gold saucer event happens and they don't refresh some of the gold saucer stuff a little bit i guess yeah i'm a little disappointed but you know we we move forward i was actually thinking about this one like how could i implement my cloud card into this i'd have to like have the the board up and they'd have to see me playing with my one mil mgp card because i can't nobody else knows i have it mm-hmm. unless i play another there's no opponent. way to show that off uh, uh i'll think about it i may enter this one 
I want, and it's and it's a pretty simple one. It's a it's a screenshot, so you should be able to get a good minion or mount or or something. Something I, on sale. Don't spend all your MGP on something. <laughs> I well, you know, I bought the the million gill mount the day Gold Saucer event started. Once I realized that nothing I really wanted was on sale. Mm-hmm. And then I went and grind grind up a bunch of MGP so I could get the uh, the bunny outfit. I never had any of those, the bunny girl outfits. I never had any of those. Oh, I bet you look cute in that. I I haven't used it yet. It's die. I bought the dyeable set, not the uh, undyeable set. Did you dress up your dudes? No, I haven't put anybody in a bunny outfit. There you go. Get you a bunch of Viera to run with you. Oh my God, Viera can die in a fire. I mean, never. I never said that. We lost another hundred <laughs> listeners. I'm so fucking tired of hearing about that. Like, I don't really need another cute animal girl. Whatever. All right, coming in late July, we are getting finally our Final Fantasy 14 companion. This is the cell phone app. Or I assume maybe iPad app too, that kind of thing. Uh, they're going to. There is a special site. They're not entirely sure when it's going to come out because it has to make it through all the uh, app review processes and such. But I hmm. do. I do love how the promotional site. How it's that little. It's that little Lancer again, Ruby. <laughs> the little Lancer. He's got like it looks like a giant oversized cell phone, but it's actually an elegant tome. Uh-huh. Tombstone. I like that. <laughs> well, let's hope he doesn't run into any walls or any Garleans run him over. Or... Yeah, that, that was a funny commercial. I liked that. Adorable. Uh... So this gets into that, which, I don't know what we'll call the episode, you know, IRL money. I don't, I don't know. This gets into that. This gets into that weird stuff, and we talked about it when we first heard about this app. We still haven't seen it in action, so we'll we'll put our pitchforks in the closet for now. But when we're we're buying to to play more, you know, you're going to get a coupon nut per day or something. If you as you as you use the app, you get little things that allow you to sell or buy items. Well, because and it sounds like there's at least two. There's there's coupon nuts and mog coins. So there's already two new two new forms of currency in Final Fantasy right. fourteen. So you got one currency that you can earn and one currency that you can <clears throat> buy. And do we start getting into that weird pay to win? I know it's just selling items, but it's another it's another avenue that Square Enix is saying give us IRL cash to do things offline and where I'm not drawing lines. It's just, it gets into that really blurry spot that when people do start talking about IRL money, these are the kind of things you can throw up in square Enix's face and say, but, but, but yeah, I I don't know. The jury's still out for me. I'm not like upset that you can buy, Mod coins or whatever, and again, I'm not 100 percent clear how the how the system works on that. But mm-hmm. in the event that you can buy mod coins and however many you can buy and what advantage that gives, you know, um, first I'm sure Reddit will blow it out of proportion, and then we will kind of get some real data about who's using it and how they're using it, and does this cross any kind of weird lines that somebody is able to make 
more money than somebody else offline as they sit in their office and, and goof with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And Is it going to drastically change the economy or is it just going to be like, huh, twice a week I, I get to re- relist a couple items when I'm bored? Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I, I'm I'm gonna have to wait and see. I I do like the idea. Now some of this stuff, it's like I'm not sure. You know, if if we are all gonna use it, and can we plan events, and is it really is it gonna actually make a reminder on my cell phone calendar, or do I have to be? I mean, how smart is it gonna be? Most of us are using Discord for chatting or something anyway, or Line, or you know, are we gonna all start using this app? It depends. Are we going to really want to organize our inventory or maybe our retainer inventory? Like, so we have an armory. Who knows? This And this, again, gets into that blurred line of the difference between 11's messaging and 14's messaging. And I know it's a different time, but people are people. We have addictive personalities. A gaming's an addiction now. I think mm-hmm. wasn't that it the CDC it, that, or something? The, yeah, all... gaming just hit the medical ruling of addiction or so, illness or something. I don't remember. I'm fucked. Fucked. Uh, you're probably <laughs> fucked, Yalta. Mm-hmm. Uh, our listeners are probably fucked as well. But are are we going to be in game doing some content while our cell phone is next to us selling and buying? Because we just we have to multitask that much that we can't wait to get out of the savage run to mess with the retainer when, you know, Alexander is going into time stoppage mode. We're loading up the app and goofing with something because there's some downtime in the fight or I, where where does the line get blurred for uh, the addiction I guess, you know, do I want 14 to follow me everywhere I go? Do I want to be able to play 14 at work, at school, um, at the gym? You know, I I don't know. It just, it's, it gets a little weird. When do you go offline then? Mm -hmm. Because we're already carrying it to our discords and it's fun to talk to my free company on discord. I think it's great. Um, I think it's cool to be able to look up news. You know, I check stuff on Reddit. And of course, as a content creator, we're looking at news and we will try to keep on top of things as best mm-hmm. as we can. So we we try to stay connected. But do we need an additional connection? It's nice if it does have those organizational things to help us run our events more efficiently. And it's nice to stay connected. But where do you where do you draw that line between... I play a game and I'm all consumed by Final mm-hmm. Fantasy fourteen. No, I'm with you. I've, we're going to have to see what this does to us. <laughs> but we're probably fucked. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have uh, E3 2018 interview with Yoshi P. and Soken. Um I don't even remember. I know I wa- I know I watched this stuff or read this. St- I'm sorry, read this stuff at the time. Oh, oh, okay. So the first thing they they ask him about. I love this. I love this. The Gamerscape asks about the end of patch 4.3. Now there's spoilers here, y'all. If you haven't finished the patch, maybe you should just hang on. But uh, they talk about the introduction of the role playing status with Alphano. And that really, we did love it, you know, and do, and are they going to do more of that in the future? Uh, Yoshi P said they, they can't promise if it will come back often, but it was, and it was new for them too. And very experimental. 
And uh, that, I think they were happy. We were excited. So it was that was one of my wow moments mm-hmm. in four point three. This that really blew me away that we we were alpha no two things of that one was being in the burn i did not think we would see new areas until we got much later and the fact that we got to play and then of course our our guest that appeared at the end Mm -hmm. (coughs) cough gaius cough um it's it's really amazing that they gave us that that point of view i like that they say it's not something that they want to do often i would i I would like to keep that badly yeah yeah, I, w- I would like to keep that as something that's moderately used, but something that would appear again later on. I wouldn't mind playing as Alize at some point a little later on, and uh, you know, or the twins playing together. I think that would be something to uh, to share, and it'd be an Alphano. You know, we we have a long history with Alphano. He's been with us for a very long time, so he's not somebody brand new. I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be put into somebody that's brand new either. It just doesn't have the same. Well, we don't impact. have a connection. There's not. Yeah. I I I, I feel I have we have a connection as the Warrior of Light as players of the game. We've got a history with Alphano, and we we know who he is and and stuff. It it wasn't as jarring. To play as him, but to just like play as someone brand new, that would be very, very weird, I think. That you wouldn't know what to expect. You know, we mm-hmm. already knew he was a summoner. Our scholar, or whatever he is. Yeah, he's a summoner. And, uh, you know, we, we knew that about him. And it was just kind of fun and interesting. There are t- Now I get to thinking, though, that, you know, there are times like back in Stormblood and the storyline, when Ralgar's Reach was uh, attacked, that would have been like a cool place to show us what happened Instead of us coming back later, finding it in ruins and seeing what happened or being told what happened. Oh, yeah. Much, much more dynamic. And and who's to say that the next time isn't just we play as a character? I would like to see it happen dynamically where maybe you're running into the city, some burning something is Alphano, and it switches and now you're Alizé coming in from the rooftop from some other angle and now you're back to the warrior of light coming in through the back door or something else and you know all three meet together and you have this dynamic uh meeting of characters i i think uh that other games have done this but i believe like shining force 3 did this in some way taking way back like sega saturn stuff i think there were Three different scenarios that you play as three different characters that eventually meet up together in the final scenario, but you're playing three separate storylines mm. to get there. And I'm not saying anything that massive, you know, 70-hour games to reach one point, but it would be cool to run some little corridor like we did when we were uh, back in uh, Heaven's Word when we were fighting the Legatus at that time and we're running through some of the dungeons to get to that, it would be neat to take something from separate angles. And I think that would be very impactful, especially in a point five. you know, when you're really mm-hmm. ramping up to uh, to see the next phase. I wouldn't want them to use it all the time, though. I think they're, they're right to be like, well, you know, use it. When it was kind of cool, too, because I think they talk about it further down in here about how, you know, they kind of stopped the storyline. They were the, 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 the patch had a bow on it and they kind of added this part in kind of as extra anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really kind of a teaser for what's what's coming next. 
I think it's so right, though. I, I would have felt good with what they had, but I think this was that that this was the cherry on the cake. This was that last touch, and we talked about it before. It was almost that 1.0 touch. It brought us way back, and it gave, I think, every player something to look forward to. There's people who want to see Garlemald. And there's mm-hmm. people who want to see Alphano do something. There's people who wanted to see new areas. And there's people, and I think since the end of 2.0, there have been people who had a flame for Gaius Van Balesar for a long time and refused to believe that that sucker was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely think you're right. And And just purely as a what's happening now even if you didn't have the history or even know who he was or remembered who he was because there were people who were like i don't remember who that was even but but still you know the fact that they didn't just end it with the doma storyline they added this little bit on it was really kind of an appetizer it made me very hungry and very curious and very i'm super anticipating the next part of the story and i think that really it is you know when you tie a bow on it at the end of that, in fact, my, my husband was even like, oh, that was it, huh? With the story resolution. And then he's like, oh, there's another quest or whatever. And he wasn't expecting this either. You know, I mean, it <laughs> left us hungry, I guess. So, all right. Oh, uh, would you consider any game modes where you play as famous NPCs in a DD or instance? And again, you know, I think they didn't want to overdo it and element of surprise and whatever. I think they want to use it sparingly. When Eureka was first introduced, it was interesting to watch the meta evolved over the first few days with how players were tackling the content. How was it for you and the development team watching players do the content? Were they tackling it in the way you intended? This was very interesting to me, guys. (laughs) She just said, for the most part, the players' movements were in the range of expectations, what they really figured we were going to do. There were some people who waited at the base of the NMs to spawn. They expected that. They thought of giving a debuff to people who stayed there for too long. But they thought that might be too cruel. <laughs> they're monitoring the players to see how they react to the environment they're in. They thought about different scenarios that may or may not happen with the upcoming Pagos content. We've observed player behavior and tried to implement elements to take that into consideration as we develop and create the mechanics associated with that. We look forward to seeing players strategizing or coming up with their own rules on how they're going to be observing monster spawns and the conditions to spawn them. I, this excites me that I, Eureka kind of, I liked it when it first came out and then it became the hunt train and that mm-hmm. just turned me off really bad. And I'm, I'm hoping that they're seeing what we did and, and how, what people are, you know, we're always, gamers are always going to take the fastest easiest path of least resistance it's just going to happen but yep. the the fact that you know you know that mode a made it almost impossible for us to just go out and grind mobs our level just trying to find a party to do that was became more and more i gave up finally i'm like well fuck it i will semi afk wait for you know I, I, you can't even do anything valuable there's too many people occasionally i'd get a group my group would be like hey they're killing the monsters here there's another spawn 30 seconds away let's go kill those 
you know, that actually felt good because I can hurt something or heal something. So I'm hoping that they're taking all of this stuff we loved and hated about Eureka and uh, and making some improvements for Pagos. There's some good nuggets in this answer, especially the last line about looking forward to seeing players strategizing or coming up with their own rules on how they're going to be observing monster spawns and the conditions to spawn them. And I don't want to look too, too much into it, but it, it really tells me that there are different conditions to spawn mm-hmm. the NMs this time. The conditions in um, in the previous, in Animos, was kill all the enemies in this area, it spawns. There wasn't really anything special other than Pazuzu, which was basically, did we kill enough things on this mm-hmm. time of the day? Yeah, and there was some, really there some night-day things, and a couple of them only spawned during weather, certain weathers, but really it was like... It was pretty lame. Pretty it, it, For the most part, static. it was Zerg the enemies in an area and make the things spawn. I'm hoping they learned from that and said, maybe we need other conditions or other mobs to kill or just something else. And I'm not going to speculate. I'm waiting to see what they've designed for that. I do know that in Animos, they somewhat nerfed it, making it where you weren't so overpowered with the with the NMs if you were too high level and it slowed oh, the NM train us. down a bit. Yeah, that, that helped a little bit where lower level guys could actually make it up the hill and participate with the uh-huh. lower level NMs before it died. That was very frustrating. And I've heard people have wiped to numbers <laughs> now because people think they can AFK and not help. And instead of zerging it in 20 seconds before the actual attacks go off, they get killed by stuff. So it still happens, but that's really still like playing with one eye open and half asleep or whatever. It's, you know, if you try a little bit, I think you can do fairly well in in Animos. But I'm interested. I'm interested to see that they've learned something uh, more than anything else. Well, I'm hoping they learned, is Pazuzu up? Okay, I'm leaving didn't isn't fun mm-hmm. you know and i and i was kind of that way too i'm like is pazuzu up and they're like it just died and i'm like i'd have to Next think instance. long and hard about do i go and just do the thing because i'm already level 20 <sighs> i don't know they need they need to make some stuff fall fall drop easier off of or have a chance of dropping off of anything or something. Something to make it so my next hour in here could be useful. I don't have to keep, you know, trying for a different instance. So. I mean, it's supposed to be like 11, right? Like, where's the moon phases? Shouldn't we be facing <laughs> east when we craft the thing during the full moon on the fourth evening after the sacrifice of something? Who knows? Uh, Gamerscaped asked about Eureka and all the Final Fantasy eleven references. Oh, yeah. The NMs, minions, equipment. And uh, Yoshida said with the concept of Eureka, they wanted to have an environment where you didn't have any sort of limitations with time. So the more time you put in the content, we say time to win. But we wanted players to take their time in the content but still keep the essence that's very Final Fantasy fourteen light. With the references to Eleven, it also kind of contributes to the fact that a lot of Final Fantasy XIV players have a love for Eleven. The dev team thought that with some of the rule sets or the way Final Fantasy XIV is played may not apply well to the content we had planned with Eureka with time to win, or putting it in as much time to approach this content. Taking inspiration from Eleven, when you have that kind of limitless environment, it felt like a good fit. 
So that was one element of it. Also, a lot of the stuff that worked in Eureka was actually former members in the Eleven team that transferred to XIV. So they wanted to sort of inject some Eleven into the content. So, hmm. yeah, there's definitely an Eleven feel, but I still feel like they kind of missed the mark. We wanted Sky. Mm-hmm. Some of us have been like, it's going to be Sky. I mean, like, like uh, what was our floating islands thing called? Uh, no one does it anymore. Oh, our thing? Yeah. In a 14? In 14. Don't make me say it. Don't. The diadem? Oh my god. So, so many of us thought diadem was going to be this unchained wilderness of, you know, more classic, you know, more classic MMO grinding. And then Eureka was kind of promised, it's going to take you back. It'd be 14 type grinding, or 11 type grinding, but... They still kind of missed the mark a little bit, and uh, it was interesting for a while, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's fun now. Maybe now that there's, it's kind of like hunts sometimes are more fun when no one's doing them. You know, fate's actually a little bit more fun when people aren't zerging them. Maybe this is more fun now, but I'm already 20, and I don't really want any more feathers for anything, so. Yeah. Yeah. Seven relics later, it's like, uh, eh. It's like, eh. All right, Gamer Escapes says, It was great with that patch. With We had Byako as well and the Risen Temple that played a track from Eleven when you go see Gembu. It was very nostalgic for Eleven players. This is Soken said, Yep, definitely the development team agrees that it was content to bring a smile to Eleven players, and that was a great time to capitalize on that. I definitely wanted to choose Aroha to be utilized in the instance. Oh, is that that's the name of the song, too? That's the song, yeah. Okay. Very nice right, kick back to 11. Yeah. Gamerscape says, Soken, we talked at PAX a few years ago, and you were torn if you wanted to do rock concerts or orchestra concerts, and now you're doing both at the same time. How has it been touring with the Primals? So uh, Soken said they're still in the middle of the Primal tours, so they can't talk all about it. Oh, this is long. <laughs> He's doing both, really, it sounds doing, like to me, and he's, he's happy doing, doing, both. doing both. It's a good time. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV sounds like gives him the ability to do both. And Yeah, I, I and I think he what he's elaborating on is the type of music he's able to make allows him to make both orchestral slash piano type music and showcase that, but also with... The primals, of course, the primal songs mm-hmm. when we fight primals are usually pumped up because they're battle music. It's battle music. Uh, that That's the kind of stuff that we can have rock concerts to. So it really plays to to both of his talents. And uh, would, didn't Soken win some great award for – like didn't he have – what was it? Uh, what's the thing called when you have like an achievement that you have so more than anybody else or – one of those world records because he has the no most idea. music in any game. <laughs> no, you know? really? I, yeah, I like I think he's he, I think he's made the most music for Final Fantasy fourteen of any any game. He's got he's has the mm. most tracks, most credits, most music. credits for any any game ever. Something, something like that. Yeah. Nice. Oh, Gamerscape asking the good questions. This next one, we feel a bit bad asking this, especially since the Primal's album just came out and the Stormblood OSTs are out early next month but on the primals tour you perform the themes for sophia and lakshmi when can we expect to be able to hear those on an album 
And Sokin says, but before we release it for sale, we should perform it during a fan fest, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Gamership's like, yes, of course. <laughs> so, and Sokin says, yeah, we've had many new primals added up to patch 4.3, so we'll need to consider doing some during the fan festivals. And I'm sure there are more coming. It's awesome. We still haven't had Shiva at any of the North American fan Oh fests. my god. Just saying. Yes. I keep thinking about the first, the first fan fest you and I went to and we're like, play Shiva! Play it! Or no, give no us a hint, because we knew she was coming, but we didn't know the music yet, right? Right. And he's like, nope. Yo, she won't let me. Alright. Uh, they talk about how the streams are going to be free, and why did you decide to do that? You know, the gist of this one, when I read this, was it just seems so fucky when they try to put these out there. I think they've used two different kind of selling, streaming Mm-hmm. streaming services when they so, sold some it. of it's the providers right that's part yeah. of the problem and, and codes not working and having to deal with it and then twitch and copyrighted stuff and it just it's like it's just like the players go with the path of least resistance make the streams free but cut out the music you can buy the cds later or if you really want the music come to fan fest mm-hmm. yeah i think it's a, it was a decent uh compromise i guess so. Oh, and they asked, uh, are you going to have any uh, plans to make prior FanFest footage available? And Yoshida was like, the archives was a year, and then they haven't really given any thought to that. So He said, like, I was so nervous, I didn't, I didn't think anybody wanted to see those keynotes again. And he even capitulated here, it's like, uh, we'll put it all up except for the keynotes. And they're like, no, we want to see the keynotes again. Mm-hmm. Some so of us would like, like yeah. to, some of that was, some of that was like exciting times for us for other reasons too, and getting to rewatch those could be fun. I want to know why I made that poop face that I was talking <gasps> oh about. Oh my God, Ruby, <laughs> you were like, ah, ah. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Gamerscape says, Soken, with Return to Avalis, you've done a lot of arrangements on classic Final Fantasy tracks before, but with the new raid, it uses all of the original tracks. What's the reason for that? And Soken says, it's a tough choice if we arrange a track or not. With uh, the Return to Avalis content, when the original composer, Hitoshi Sakamoto, made those songs, the quality of the sound he produced, even... At the time, was very high in quality. I felt we could take the music as is, and it wouldn't feel too foreign. So you can't, you can't, can't, you can't fix a masterpiece. It's already <laughs> too perfect. Yeah, and he didn't think he, he would do it justice, you know, to add crazy flavor or something. So, and it was just too perfect. Yoshida says, uh, Sakimoto's tracks are so perfect, no matter how he arranges it, it will degrade this song. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so- Soken did make some tweaks for the sound mix, and so it meshes into the game, but it's pretty much Soken, don't same. fuck up this shit. <laughs> Love you, Soken. Uh, you know, of all the things you can say, you can't say we don't get enough good music in this game. That's the truth. So, you know, if, if Soken, it's not like he's like, he like took six months off because he didn't do those. I mean, we have so much awesome, awesome music in this game and it's churning it out constantly. Plus doing concerts and stuff. It's just, it's just amazing. All right. Uh, lots of good music, but skipping down. Yesterday, you announced the Monster Hunter collaboration. 
we were curious to why you decided to put it behind Stormblood instead of making it something players could do at, say, level 30 in the original areas. And Yoshida says the wyvern that shows up from the Capcom side, the Rathalos, is not something you can beat at low level. It's a monster that requires you to put in your best efforts, and it's a very formidable opponent. We wanted to recreate that challenge in 14 as well. We call the Warrior of Light and the Monster Hunter world could be hunters. I feel like the high-skilled hunters are there, the cream of the crop of gamers, so I feel felt like getting to level 70 and completing Stormblood wouldn't be too hard for those players to do. The same goes for a behemoth that will appear in Monster Hunter. It's not an easy opponent. Gamerscape says, I'll have to get caught up in Monster Hunter. And Yoshida says, it's going to be very well made, so check it. definitely check it out. And Gamerscape says, it looks like it could be an instanced battle. What is the difficulty tuned for Rathalos? Is it something like a normal trial, an extreme trial? Yoshida says, in July, we'll reveal more information. We would be doing a disservice to Capcom if we said anything. Capcom's PR will come in and take me to Raccoon City and feed me to the zombies. <laughs> so okay, that kind of cracks you up. Confirmed. confirmed we're getting a Resident Evil crossover. Resident, Resident Evil crossover. That's going to be next. We do have <laughs> hey, zombies. I, they're, they're, we, they're in Thanalan. I was going to say, we've got zombies with, uh, what's his name? Hildebrand. Hildebrand. So why the hell not? No, and all joking aside, this gives me that faint bit of hope for this game that we're kind of done playing patty cake with every single thing that we add to the game and making it so everybody can enjoy. There is so much in this game that everybody already can enjoy. I think they, I don't know if it's in this interview or the other one that we read, there's something about like, what are you doing about the 2.0 areas and, and, they said the 2.0 areas are fine, even though there's not a lot of people in those areas. It's nice that those newer players have their own open space to do stuff. So they're not wanting to cram more shit in the 2.0 areas to get people caught up and mm-hmm. do things. It sounded to me like we're done screwing with the 2.0 areas. That's for new players. We're done with the new player stuff. This tells me right now we want to make events for high-end players. If the Warriors of Light are would-be hunters, we want to treat them with the respect that somebody who has gotten to level 70 and beaten the Stormblood storyline deserves a good fight. Also, nowhere was the word fate mentioned. And I think it's Mm -hmm. in the next interview that they also say something about what are we... What are we doing here? Is it going to be a fade? Is it going to be a trial? And they're like, we're not going to, uh, we're not they're going to play games with this one. It. This is not, and, and I think somewhere, I don't know if it's the next interview or not, but somewhere Yoshi P even said, this is not really intended for, to get more people into 14. This mm-hmm. event in 14 is not meant for you to log in and do it. And I'm good with something being hard if it stays in the game. Uh, you know, the, yes, you want your level 15 fates to be something easy and casual for people to come in and do if your event's only two weeks. But if this is more like the Garo event, where as long as I pick up the quest or flag something, I have hopefully months to do this. Yes. You know, not, not days, months. If I got, if I, if I have months to get to 70, and get through Stormblood, and and please do not make this something where, yeah, they mentioned jump potions in one of the articles, but please don't let that be 
the real way you get it. You know, this game is so much more... I would feel really bad if someone bought the game, bought the expansion, and used jump potions and got through Stormblood, because that only takes you to the the beginning of Stormblood, right? Right. Buying a jump potion in the storybook will not give you access to Rathalos. You've got a jump potion only, what, gets you to 60? And you still got to go to 70, and a... A storybook only gets you to Stormblood's door. It sure doesn't get you to the end of it. Yeah, so you know, I I would feel really bad if someone just decided to you know spend all that money to fight a dragon. <laughs> you know, that's probably honestly they're not going to lock anything. You know, it's going to be glamour. It's gonna yeah, be or that emote or that they showed off, or something or like that. You know, it's going to be that kind of stuff. In fact, I I really hope, Ruby, the way they made this sound is it was a many years in the making. I'm hoping there's a multi-step quest with multiple rewards, you know, and it's, and I hope it's, it's I hope it's really good. It This event might make me curious to go check out Monster Hunter, mm. you know, and they're getting, what are they getting? Behemoth? Yeah. Yeah. And a Cactor, so. I guess. I didn't mention that. I saw a cactor in a picture. I I didn't know what it was. It popped so. out of the ground or something in that <laughs> in that little trailer. I want to do the like the tweet with the clap between each each word and say not every content is for you. Meaning oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you you just can't start a game and say I should be able to beat and play every single thing that this game has to offer. Yes, equal opportunity. You have that God-given right that you can go in and do everything. Are you skilled enough? Do you have enough time? Do you have enough resources and everything? Not everybody has the same amount of time, resources, player, skill level, amount of friends and and, uh, resources as far as human resources uh, to be able to get things done. Uh, And so not all things are created equal, and it's inequity that drives people to do things. I'm going to get off on a on a tangent that i don't really want to get too far deep in but i think inequity gives people the uh the drive to get things accomplished in a game and so for some people seeing rathalos there's going to be that inequity of they had played a monster hunter before and i have it i rubicon Vale, have never played a monster hunter game in my life rathalos looks cool but my jimmies aren't tingling with excitement over it that somebody who has played Monster Hunter is going, holy shit, Rathalos, holy shit, Rathalos. That might be the thing that gets them to log back in and finish. Maybe I want to do it because it's a cool fight or something else. So different things drive different people it's not content for everybody, but again, the nice part is it's not content for everybody, but what they've designed it around is it is for people who have achieved level 70 and completed Stormblood, and for that, I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be – everything doesn't have to be on a platter done within two hours. You were talking earlier about how you're really thankful that so many things in the game are in small bite-sized pieces. You can have a feeling of progression day after day, week after week. And, you know, I'm I'm assuming Rathalos isn't going to have, it's not going to be a two-hour eight-man instance. I'm, you, there's no way. You know, this, 
<laughs> but, you know, it, it might take you more than 15 minutes to do mm-hmm. the entire to do the entire event. And that's what duct tape is for when I put my son <laughs> that's why you taped have to a chair. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I, Gamerscape asks, with the Monster Hunter World collaboration, we're wondering what happened to the Final Fantasy XV collaboration. Oh, they asked this for you, Yelta. They made sure to ask this question. Mm, oh, in you. my head, it just went, wah, wah. Uh, Yoshi says, we're not able to say when, but for the time being, the summer, our focus is for players to enjoy the Monster Hunter collaboration. Your patience is appreciated. I feel like they're still like, aren't they still like releasing stuff for 15? Jesus. Well, fifth, when is 15 actually going to be completed? Yeah. I, I, I gave up on 15 before I ever rode the ferry. Well, whatever. I got a, I got a quick <laughs> tangent, but I yeah. read that Octopath Traveler's producer has said when the game is released, there is no DLC. It is complete. And I can't tell you how many people I saw go, thank God, a oh complete my God. game. I know. Well, I saw somebody go off on Twitter about that's because it sucks or they know it sucks or something. And I'm like, no, not – you can release an entire – it is a foreign concept to some people. But back in the day, they used to ship you a cartridge and what was on it was what you got. Where's my Chrono Trigger DLC? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Where's my Legend of of Zelda DLC? Oh, wait. There isn't some now in the newest one. But, you know, you used to get shipped a complete game for the money. Now it's just like, don't get me wrong. I don't mind. I don't mind DLC. I like extensions on the story. I will buy. I have bought season passes for things. But it, not everything needs it. If you have a story and you're happy with the entire game, just let it go. Just, I will pay the money and let it go. I don't know. I don't need. To, I, don't I I bought I bought Fallout Four and I I bought the whatever deluxe version. There's a fucking giant list of things I got with that. I couldn't even tell you what's in it. There's mm. a it's a it's, it's like you could buy the twenty dollar game or. What probably was, you know, two hundred dollars worth of add-ons. I don't know. It you know, the real reason they haven't released the fifteen content is because they got to get us all nice and warmed up with the Fenrir motorcycle. Oh, for fuck's sake! And then once our cherries are popped on that motorcycle, oh they're gonna drive it in home all the way deep with that regalia. Oh my god! Oh baby! Oh, for fuck's sake. All right. Anyway, sounds like for the summer, we're getting the Monster Hunter collaboration and just to chill, chill the fuck out. So there's a bunch of concerts in LA and Germany. Are they doing more? Uh, Germany's last stop at this point. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, are they planning on adding any more updates to the glamour dresser system? Will we get more glamour plates? Will we get the dresser as a furnishing? Uh, Yoshida says there are some elements that are being worked on, especially those that have a very large demand. For the elements that cause server stress, we have to monitor them. We haven't been able to act upon all of those yet. So for plates, we won't be increasing the number as of patch 4.4 because it relates to the stress we already or we apply to the servers. What has the least impact or effect of all of this is going to be where you can use the glamour dressers and adding more locations where you can use them. They yes. haven't finalized everything. 
uh, as to addressing this with Patch 4.4, and we'll have to double check before I get back to Japan, once I get back to Japan. But the first update will be that you'll be able to use glamour dressers in more areas than before. Please make that mean our houses. So right now we can use the glamour dressers at the inn, at our barracks. Can we use it on ourselves in the barracks? Yeah, oh, yeah, know. absolutely. I go there okay, all the time. Okay, it's the same for dresser, that. right? Yeah. Because yeah. someone's like, I'm not going to the in room anymore. I I think that, well, there's in rooms in every major city. So you already have access to it there anyway. I, I think the next most logical place is just free company and personal housing. Uh, and, and maybe in, like, in your uh, apartments, right? Uh, tell me that one more time. Say it again. So, like, free company housing, personal housing, apartments, that's really the next logical. Where else would you make it so I can use a glamour dresser? I mean, other than the gold saucer for the fashion Okay, the gold saucer, they should slap one, yes, they should definitely put one next to Mask Rose. It should just be there. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't mind the gold saucer in anyway, but, you know. See, that's, we did, we did, did we not talk about this once that what, what does... Casinos always have, they always have hotels. Whereas I feel like I should have an in room at the Gold Sauce. I mean, think about it. We go to Fan Fest, and the Rio says, "You're welcome to have your convention here and gamble, but the hotel's up the street." Look, give me a fucking break. You, you, you don't, you <laughs> don't think Mister Manderville there has a hotel attached to his? Yeah. Build serious. a hotel. Build it. Uh, the other thing they could do, though, is let us, like, you know, now I've got my, I've got one glamour plate associated with my healer set. And sometimes when I change, you can't apply it. And sometimes when, you know, depending where you are, when I change jobs, it does apply it. It would be okay with me if they just, like, open that up for everywhere. But apparently that's confusing or something. I don't understand that either, so... Gamerscape asks the million dollar question. I'm curious why we haven't seen the glamour dresser as a furnishing yet. And Yoshi P says, in terms of having a furnishing item, there's a scary amount of item data connected to it. Something like a glamour dresser has a few hundred items associated with it. With furnishing items, you can move it around or someone else can move it around. It's very dangerous and risky and very unstable to have an item like that for you to place in your own personal housing. That sounds that sounds just like a bad plan. Man. Yeah, I was going to say feel, the answer to your uh, question was coming up in this next one here, but yeah. See, they... I must I must have not finished reading this. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, I'm sure with the convenience of moving around normal furnishings or having retainers available or having the ability to access market boards, it's logical to think, why can't we have this as an item? But the engineering behind that, having the items taken out, but suddenly not having it there or having other people affect the location of the dresser, we have to be very careful in working on that. That's why we can't have it available as a furnishing item or something that can be readily placed. I feel like, I feel like the housing item should be a call to whatever the glamour dresser represents i don't understand yeah i think like if i'm trying to imagine this whenever you go into an area that has a glamour dresser it's some small instant zone that's just for you it's either an in room Mm -hmm. that's your in room or it's your you know doot room whatever they're called 
that's just yours. Yeah. So that yeah. that glamour dresser is tailored for you. If you put a glamour dresser in your house, whose glamour dresser uh, who, is that? Who's now, associated with again, it? Again, it's another fucked off thing with the way that they've designed this stuff. But it's it you can't. It's not just for you. Now, if it was. And I know this is a little different. Maybe it was a private room that only you could access or they had something that in the private room it's only attached to the owner of the private mm-hmm. room. Maybe they could pull that off or maybe maybe an apartment or something. But if you did it that we, way. I don't understand because we can all use the orchestrion. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, you're right because it's. But maybe that's the limitation. You can only do ten yeah. things in the orchestrion, and they're talking mm. about two hundred items. Again, I I don't. I'm not doing apologetics for this team. I I'm trying. I'm not a. I also don't program, and I don't understand how the how the mm. code is written for this game. But maybe there's some kind of abridgment they can make with a private room or a private apartment. But again, that feels like only the owner of that room or apartment would be, would be able, able to use, to use it. it. Yeah. So like if yeah. it was a house, it would be only the free company owner. So it'd be yours, I guess. Yeah, I don't... That, that'd be fucked off. That that would not be an – that would – I would not appreciate that. Put it next me. to the throne. Yeltsa's mm-hmm. house yeah. and glamour dressers. Yeah. Suck it, go... nerds. <laughs> Suck it, nerds. Yeah. So I don't know. It it seems kind of fucky. Now, mind you, for the most part, if I, you know, if, 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 if it's only accessible in the in room and where you hang out with your squad, you know, yeah, that's enough to set up my glamour plates. I, I would appreciate even more than having it as a housing item. And they had to have known we wanted that. But even more as a, more than a housing item, the ability to actually apply glamour plates to be available more places. Right? So not setting up glamour plates or modifying glamour plates, but I've already set up these glamour plates. So I, right now I have it. So like if I switch to, you know, a caster... I switched to Black Mage. It actually applies my plate. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that that exists. I just wish that existed more places. And please, can can I can I suppress those messages? It clogs up my whole log every time I switch. Jobs oh yeah, I wanted to, to goof with that, and I couldn't figure out how to turn those off and not other stuff. Well, I would like, like that. It's like a normal out. message. It's not its own thing. It needs to be its own thing, so I can mm-hmm. have that turned off. Yeah. Yeah, tell me if there's an error. That'd be okay. But don't don't tell me every time. Because like 10 times tonight, I was doing some hunts. I was crafting and doing hunts. And every time I do a hunt, I switch to White Mage. And so my entire fucking log cl- lo- clogs up and I have to scroll back up and find out where the hunt was. Great. All right. All right. The fashion report in the Gold Saucer has been quite popular. Are there any plans to expand on it or add more rewards to it? Yoshida says, I'm sure we'll continue to make updates, but there is one issue. The issue they have is, for example, one particular week, the theme is summer vacation, and the expected answer to give you a maximum score is something you can't believe is the answer to the theme. The sensibility of the person making the themes and assignments, if their sensibility is horrible, it causes an issue. Well, I've already seen that. We've tried to make adjustments to alleviate this, but unfortunately, I can't check the minute content we, every week. 
With the update, we also need to find a developer that has a better fashion sense <laughs> or have the current. Yeah, Yoshi P has no fashion. No way. Maybe Yoshi P does, but whoever is in charge. Mm, okay. That's what anyway, I thought. Or, or have the current person polish their sense of fashion while they do that through. We might have issues where their taste is really horrible, so it's pretty tough. It's great that we're able to add content like that, though, where it's not very clear-cut, and there are options where you can talk to players and get their input. We're able to allocate more resources to create content that's a different flavor compared to the more traditional ones we've had, and we'd love to add more content like that in the future. What You know, okay, this is the last question, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about this a little bit what's really funny so do you do like i do once a week twice a week a couple times go check the reddit thread about the fashion report uh we have people actually telling us what it is in german french japanese english all the different languages and sometimes it's like way more obvious in the german translation what the piece is Mm. right so and I, i can understand that every Every week, they have to come up with an outfit. They have to give us a clue for the overall theme. They have to give us a clue for, like, five pieces of equipment. And they have to translate those into all the different languages that makes it make sense. That's tough. Well, honestly, I wouldn't mind if they even reuse some of them. Well, and Really, I think... what's the... I mean, what? We all get 100 every couple of weeks? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what's the big deal? Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. I think w- what's the problem with reusing some assets? And I-, I realize that it's been done before. It could be done more often or just categorize it. I guess what they don't want is a chart that says when it's dragons up, it's always, you know, dragon air or something. And if it's this, yeah. that, the other, you know, and then you just go to the chart and you do it and everybody's got a hundred every time. But it's so subjective. And then you've got the arch title, you know, whatever the major, Mm -hmm. the overarching theme is, and then the individual piece. And maybe they just need to go with the overarching theme or get rid of that and just have the individualized theme. It, It should be a little more. Maybe they just have to make a ton of categories and that way, you know, the 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 grid would be vast. But even mm-hmm. so, you could still make a chart, I guess. Uh, you know, it's easy to throw somebody under the bus and say they don't have a sense of fashion or they don't know what they're talking about. I think it's kind of funny. But <laughs> it's I, – I can see this being very difficult for somebody to come up with and uh, especially if it's one guy. I mean I think it's in the next interview they talk about like the one guy that designed mm, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, so that, that seems fucky to me that one, one guy it, is it, it, it may charge. be one guy that's in charge of this this whole system here and that's not fair to this one dude if in – in Japanese, it means one thing, and then it, through translation, it just becomes something else. You've got localization involved. You've got people's subjective fashion sense involved and the limitations of what items would fit that. So this guy has to know every item in the game and what would fit his clue. And, you know, the system's flawed to begin with, but but we've been figuring it out. There's mm-hmm. always, like, Noriko Star or one of the stars is always posting what the winning stuff is every week so somebody manages to get this thing figured out pretty early in the week despite the the uh obtuse clues to it 
Well, we have some really dedicated players, too. There are people who are using their four tries, and some people have, like, because you can do this at level 15, right? So if you have access to gear, you know, there are people, like, doing shit on their alts. Well, back when the dies made more of a difference, because they really, they actually streamlined and made it simpler. And I'm okay with that. Maybe they should take some, if they need some ideas, maybe they should just, like, change it so, like, only, f like, maybe have an overarching arcing theme like you know i don't know sky rats and then like if you have four sky rat pieces then fine or so you know whatever maybe they could take some uh maybe they should have a contest where you submit what you think it should be right that would give them a thousand ideas they could dismiss 500 of them and probably still come up with a hundred really good solid ones they could put in the game mm -hmm. i don't know I don't know. It's a fun piece of content. A lot of people are into it. Uh, yeah, most weeks I just show up in whatever I've got on and just collect my, you know, 10K or whatever. But it, it can be really fun to try to figure out what pieces are what or whatever. But at the same time, you don't want, like, half of the dev team trying to figure out what every week's item should be. Ugh. That's it. That's that whole, <laughs> that's that whole, uh, uh, interview. Uh, go, go check it out. We, we've glossed over a few things. Good job, Gamerscape. Uh, that's, those ooh, are some yeah, pretty that was good a, questions. It was a good one. It was a real good one. All right. We have Deng, Dengki, Dengeki, interview, Dengeki, Dengeki, Dengeki. Either E3 interview translation. Uh, and it's, the Reddit thread says, bad news for Ultimate Raiders. Mm, this one really, this, I, before I knew anything about any interviews that was coming on, the first thing I saw, well, there was, there's two news about raiding this week. This is the first one. And the, the big thing that came out of this, because a lot of this does kind of cover some of the stuff that Gamerscape did, but, but the big thing, and I'm just going to cut to the chase on this, because I think this mm -hmm. is the biggest, the biggest topic, is Yoshida has said that they are kind of at their limit for making the ultimate fights at this moment. The interviewer, I'll read this part. At the moment, we're getting an ultimate fight every odd patch, but this is going to continue. But is this going to continue in the future? Yoshida, we were originally planning to have an ultimate fight for each odd numbered patch, but after observing the reactions from the community, there were a lot of opinions saying having an ultimate fight every two patches is too rough. So we've changed our minds and thought two ultimate fights per expansion might be better. So I think the Ultimate Series will be on hiatus for now. Now, this guy put a note after this, and he says, To be honest, I can already see the hate heading towards Yoshida after people read this part, and I hesitated to even post this portion. But if it would give you a better understanding of the reasoning behind the hiatus, I thought it should be added here. I want players to know that one person shouldn't be blamed for these decisions, not just this, but everything else too. And it won't solve anything either. Producers, directors are like tanks, but they don't have infinite HP. Please try to send your opinions on the official forum in a calm but constructive way. Violent language on the official forums will just cause more bans and lead to less feedback being sent to the, sent to the devs. Also, people who are going to the NA and EU fan fests might be able to ask him for three ultimates per expansion. 
Now, there's other news that comes out of this, but this is, I think, the biggest deal that set the the high-end Raiders on edge, uh, the weeping and gnashing of teeth, because we had expected that now odd number patches would give a, an ultimate fight. And before before we heard about the frequency of the ultimate patches, I know Yeltsin and I had talked about do we need one every odd number patch? And I think at the time my opinion was I don't know that this community can handle it because we had already had Savage. But this was also coming out of uh, the Heavensward Savages that were more savage than the Stormblood Savages. They were more savage than I could handle. Let's be honest. Heavensward (laughs) was more difficult content than Stormblood, and we did not expect it to be that way. But the Savages – Especially Midas, uh, what is it, Gordius, I guess. Or was it Midas or Gordius first? Whichever one was first. Gordius was really tough, was really hard. And then they got a little. <laughs> I remember walking in there, we're like, yeah, we'll do this. We spent one night and we're like, oh. Jesus Christ, I we think was the response. We did fucking coil. And, um, and, like, and, and it's not the uh, hardest stuff in the world, but it was a, it was a vast learning curve over um, Twintania. And some of the other stuff we were dealing with, 2.0 to 3.0, especially in the in the raiding scene, was a vast jump. Now, for those who are hard high end raiders, they loved it, loved it, loved it, loved mm-hmm. it. For them, Gordius and going into Midas uh, felt so good. I think some people said Midas was the best that this game ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, that the raid scene was the best it ever would be, as far as the savage stuff went. And then it. It had to have dumbed down Yelta because you and I beat. Oh, they were no, they the the hardcore raiders who loved that. Yeah, were like when they got to Stormblood, when they got to Omega, they're like, "What is?" Well, this I'm easy even thinking beat? Alexander. Oh yeah, well okay, even the last, even the last floor, or last part of Alexander, because I did that shit. We did. You and right? I got I that. I didn't. Complete. I didn't. Yeah, the night before the patch. Yeah, went. the very fucking eleventh yeah, hour before Echo. I did it before Echo, but. That's right. Yeah, no, you know, even there, people are like, huh. But I expected that because Yoshi P's theory of gaming is the second to the last boss fight's the hardest one. Yes. And many, right? many times. So I, mm-hmm. so I was not even surprised, really, that I completed the last bit of Alexander. Now, Omega came along and it was like something I could do, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really tuned towards me. Don't don't get me wrong, y'all. Ultimate is not tuned to me. I've not even, you know, considered. I haven't even cleared. I never c- killed Neo. Extra. That, but that right? wasn't because of the difficulty. That no, was no, like but server I, I, issues but, and things. No, but I, I'm just saying, I didn't do it. I I had no dreams that I would be challenging this content. I am super excited this content's there for those. I'm really, really, I gotta tell you, I'm really surprised they didn't already just plan out three per patch. Part of that's just because we have a pattern of threes in the rest of the game. We have three 24 mans per expansion, it feels like. We have three, you know, normal and savages per expansion. We have three there's a lot of threes. And sixes too, like. because they end up rounding up like we had six original yeah. primals, the first three mm-hmm. Titan, uh, uh, Ifrit, and Garuda, and then we got the other three. And then, Well, yeah. that's, see, but you, and you said it though, that's almost like two sets of three. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, there's like the basic three and then the other three. You know, so it's, 
I was really surprised they didn't just do it. And yeah, it, it's when I'm wondering, having an ultimate fight every two patches is too rough. Too rough for the players, too rough for the developers, because I really feel like the developers are kind of stretched doing, you know, and, and testers, right? Balancing a fight yeah. that's that hard. So, But it felt like there know. was a shift, right? So we get into Stormblood, and it almost is like we're going to shift content down a notch. Not all the content, because the Soulless Loot Tunnels are Soulless Loot Tunnels. I think the EXs got to a good place in the in the Heavensward content that you get in a learning group, and within the first two to three weeks, you get in the learning parties and you learn it, and they're pretty much average. Maybe not everybody can do an EX, but maybe two patches down the road, you can go back and get those EX clears. So they're not story, but they're not savage. And savage in Stormblood kind of shifted down to kind of hard. They're kind of hard, you know, especially when you get into the seven and eights. You know, you should feel good about clearing Kafka. You really should. Um, and then Ultimate is now the savage, right? This isn't like, uh, uh, uh second coil savage but this is this is this is ultimate it's ultimate is the high end and what i'm getting with that is the the high end rating scene now had something to sink their teeth into this was this is where we belong so binding coil ultimate um uh, that really there's people still working on that feeling good about that those super high end raiders that have been working on uwu and then we had the the world first race let me tell you something world first race is good for everyone every player in this game should be thanking this development team for making content that is difficult that only that one percent can beat because that goes back to my argument of inequality it drives people to do things and I saw this sentiment before. There were some tweets. I don't know if it was Arthur's. I don't know who tweeted this out. But the people who are writing your guides, the people who are making the videos and the Twitch feeds, Mr. Happy, these are the people that are driven by doing the uwu content. If you don't want good guides, if you don't want people to really push in this game and feel good about themselves – to be able to help you as a player by showing you the tricks of the trade and feeling good about playing this game, by all means, get rid of ultimate content. And then we can all just have a bunch of shitty guides. And I know that sounds like doom and gloom, but for real, <laughs> there are people who want to do big and bad things in this game and giving that that little, that little 1% or 3% or 5% of the community that that nice little piece of the pie and something that they can sink their teeth into makes them feel better as a player, which trickles down. Yeah, I know, trickle down economics, but it trickles down to the rest of the community and they want to show other people how to do uwu and they want to show other people how to do 08s and 07s and all those things because they stay engaged in the game we want high-end players to stay engaged in the game i'm not talking about the toxicity i'm not talking about the selling of runs yet uh i'm just talking about pure and simple giving something for somebody to do ultimate is good for this community now on the flip side, what you were saying, Yelta, is 
I don't want the devs to burn out. I don't want this development team to only focus on high-end content. I don't want everything else to be a soulless loot tunnel because all they're doing is focusing on the high-end thing. But I honestly believe Ultimate should be reused assets. It has been the last two times for the most part. Uh, some of the things I've seen are you like the little ball thing that they get sucked into at the end of Uwu looks like the little ball thing that you get shot up in the 24-man raid. It's the same design, that little yellow ball that, that goes around the player. So, uh, you know, and of course, Garuda and Titan and Ultima itself and even before, Twintania and Nail Vandarnus and, uh, and the rest – those are all reused assets, so it should not be taking the development team to be creating new assets for this stuff. Yes, the design of the fights is strenuous, but the other cool thing that came from this interview was that there's one dude <laughs> that makes all this shit. They won't name him because I guess there's a Japanese tradition of you berate the person if you find out who it is. This is way back, not necessarily now, but there is a tradition that... Somebody gets berated if they make something shitty and they know what the name of the developer is. They get hate mail or they get cursed mm. or whatever happens. Yeah. So they don't want to expose... Harassment. Harassment. They don't want to expose who this is. But apparently this sucker made Binding Coil 1, 2, 4, 5 by himself. He also made Good King Mago Mog Extreme, Ramu Extreme mm. by himself. He's Love the one that made fights. the core system of the experience and eye-level designs. And he does the calculations for substats on eye level by himself this guy we got rain man or something that's doing <laughs> he needs a raise dude needs a raise holy shit anyway what are your thoughts well, Yelta? And, well okay here's the thing my my here's the, my thing with ultimate i will never go in there i've never watched one second of video i know you and sina and a lot of other people I, on my Twitter and on Reddit and, and, and all sorts of places are, you know, they're just, you know, sitting there watching people stream, watching them try, watching them do it. I think it's really good PR for the game overall, mm -hmm. right? I think it's the, I think the ultimate fights show the cream of the crop of the fights, right? I think, you know, both of the uh, themes for both of the fights were amazing. They showed a lot of iconic Final Fantasy fourteen things, even though I will never set foot in there, even though I don't care to watch people stream. I, you know, I, I don't, I, it's, it's not my thing, but I think it has an important place in the game. Like you said, it keeps those people who hit the ground running. They write down everything they learn about a fight as they're wiping to it. They write the guides, they record the videos, they do all those things. This is an important group of people you want to keep engaged in the game. So I'm with you 110% on all of that. But I think it's also really good PR for the game overall that, you know, it's, it's you know, this shit was hard. And I don't, I really, you know, yeah, we know people took vacation from work and they worked on these fights and... You know, that it's, it's not for everyone to be doing this. I, I believe like you in a certain level of inequality in gaming lets you, you know, strive to do better, be better. And, uh, the fact that they, I'm going to, I'm going to say it, they dumbed down Stormblood to a point, you know, the normal raids are easy as piss. 
the Savage Raids, I think are attuned reasonably well as far as I'm concerned. I can fairly easily get through the first couple of floors. I think if our uh, raid group was, you know, hanging out together and actually felt, you know, like doing it, we probably could be doing the next two. You know, I bet we, you know, it would have been like the, you know, when we were doing, uh, you know, the first, second, and third floors, working on the fourth yeah, floor. Yeah, I'm okay. I was mentioning that to to Cinna the other day. I'm okay that five and six or the first two are done in such a way that it's it's not casual, but it's something that if you know what you're doing, you can jump in per week, and there's nothing wrong with getting your whole right side done, your belt. And your head, hands, and feet. Spend some tomes on the body, the weapon, and the legs. And you're pretty good to continue if you want to or coast into the next, you know, the next expansion or uh, next patch. Yeah, it gives me something beyond tome gear to strive for while it still um, means something. Yeah, today I could be by, you know, yeah, I go in now and I... I can uh, do hunts and get or do the twenty four man. I mean, and get stuff to let me get coats for my rings and whatever. But uh, you know, the, being able to actually get a few pieces of gear out of the savage mode is about my speed, right? So uh, I don't mind so much that they made that a little bit more reasonable for people like me. But that's where you really need ultimate. I think you need people like me are struggling with the third floor of any savage raid while the people good at really good at pushing buttons good are bored by it. They've already farmed it all out. They're done. You, you, you need, you'd be like, you know, release something to let them challenge it. I'm, I'm, I'm a little sad if they, if they're not, if they, they, they need to do another, I think they need three ultimate fights a patch. And if this game is going to last another five 10 years you know and they're they're already so set in stone what releases with every odd and even and whatever patch i I think we need another ultimate fight well let's let's also mention why they need one in the point five it's called the vast wasteland we talk Mm -hmm. about it every expansion there's a huge gap of content that there's nothing to do but goof with that last bit of relic or goof with your glamour or catch up or whatever till the bitter end. And for a lot of players, that's fine. It gives you a lot of time to go back in your higher eye level and you can go back and do those fights. But what about those high-end players or those ones that beat Savage within a reasonable amount of time? You know, it only took them a month or something to do that, if even. What do they do? And that's where Ultimate comes into play. And what keeps those players playing? I'm telling you right now, players like Xenesis and um, these other fights, not the ones necessarily selling the runs, but the ones that are wanting to teach other people how to do that, uh, they're helping the community. They are wanting to help other people. The camaraderie I've seen between these groups that are cheering each other on as they finish... Um, it's good, good, good for the community. And they, they're going to spend that time in the vast wasteland helping other players achieve that and get those cool looking weapons. They're not great weapons. They just look cool. They got that one extra slot or whatever, and they, they look cool, but I mean, it's a sense of pride. So 
there's so many reasons why you have to have ultimate and as long as it doesn't detract from the rest of the content which i think they're getting a better handle on we've bitched and bitched and bitched about do they know what they're doing how they're framing the content but it's starting to get into place i think again i think the exes are where they need to be i think savage is getting to where it needs to be as long as it's it's not really savage anymore, but that's the name of it. But the first two aren't so yeah. savage, and the second two are pretty hard. And it, it gives enough – there's enough – I think mid-course can do one and two, and they can do five and six, and they'll be able to do uh, nine and ten when that comes along. Mm-hmm. you know. And that's for them. And if you're not quite that level, do your EXs. And if you're not quite that level, do your 24-man raid. And if you're not quite that level – do your soulless loot tunnel experts. And if you're not quite that level, well, go do the fashion report. <laughs> you know? But, but <laughs> there's, there's, there's only so many tiers the game But now we've you. got tiers. Yeah. But what are you going to do to keep people engaged? I thought when you said the PR, what a good fucking point, Yelta, about the PR. What would make a WoW player want to come over to this in their dead time in their vast wasteland between expansions because you know there's wow players that cross back and forth and there's other games too there's the uh, what's what's the other uh black desert i think has been pretty popular lately people still play that and what's gonna make a black desert player come over here or elder scrolls player want to give some of this content a chance you know there's not the pvp that they necessarily want i don't i don't think it's quite at the level for those games so what would make one of them come across and they may not want to at all but i was watching some i was watching a youtube video talking about whatever that crash and burn one that came out of korea bright or whatever it was blight or bless 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 online oh yeah and they were talking about what a disaster and stuff don't play don't play it sounded like it was garbage and they (laughs) were like here's three games you should play instead and i did not expect them to say final fantasy 14 but he did he said final fantasy 14 it's story driven it doesn't have the pvp you're looking for it doesn't have this but at least it's got a good story and it's well made and you get what you pay for out of it you know what? If that's good for some people, come on over. But somebody's going to want something to do. And if you're a high-end WoW player or some other MMO and you really want to get into something, God, who was it? I saw a tweet and it was like, our, our raider, maybe it was Arthas. I think it said, our, uh, we got a Dragoon that's only been playing for a month or two weeks or something and we got him to the thing and he's already beaten Uwu. Now that's, of course, that's an outlier. Not everybody can do that. And it said... If they can do it, why can't you do it? Well, I'm sure with the right resources and the right team and the right drive and everything, you you can do that stuff. But those high-end players from other MMOs that have that drive and the time and the resources and contacts, uh, they can come over and do this stuff, and mm-hmm. that may attract them. Fight, uh, Ultimate Fights may attract them to do it. So there's a lot of good that Ultimate brings uh, to this game. Uh, let's see. There's, I, I, I did like, I just like one thing about the fat, the patch 4.4 story is the equivalent of the first episode of a new season for a TV series. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate, cause I, I always, I always feel out of sync with what they're doing in the patches. It's like the main scenario that, you know, when the release comes out, it kind of leaves things in kind of a, you know, unresolved situation and then they patch through a resolution and then sometimes it feels a little too fast. 
but uh, this one didn't. Uh, but uh, but the patch 4.4 story really sounds like that's really going to be the first episode for a new season for TV series, which cracks me up because so people are like, so in five point Yoshi P Yoshi P in five are we going to whatever? And he's like, I haven't even announced five and I'm like, bitch, please, you're leading us somewhere. They're going to be rioting in the streets if we're not going to Garlemel. So, uh, so they talked about the collaborative events. They won't see if it's a eight man trial, but they won't, you know, betray our expectations. We're going to get a full trailer in July. So including what the battle is and the rewards. Awesome. So what, what else stood out to you? Well, the, the thing, uh, I, I, that stood out to me was something that we mentioned on the last episode was this, uh, data mining that helped people beat the ultimate fight. Okay. So I didn't understand that when we talked about it last week, but it sounds like it's not so much just data mining, but using third party tools to call out on who something's going to happen. Yes. So you can react before it ever actually resolves in game. So it's giving them an edge on the jail portion Mm, of the Titan fight. That that seems che- cheap to me. Yeah, it's kind of cheaty pants. Seems, yeah, that's that's cheaty pants, and I hope they find a way around that. You know, there's there's one thing to know if you have the damage to clear a phase or not. You know, that's all in the logs. We can we can look that up. But something that gives you a call out beforehand that you know Yelta has the meteor go well. I shouldn't see that even two seconds before it actually happens. I shouldn't be sprinting and prepositioning before it ever shows up in game. That's right. that's gross, and they need to find a way around. Yeah, that. and they're going to look into that. I, they said they would, and again in this, they said they're going to try to do things to to confuse those third party tools. So they know those third party tools are being used. Uh, whether or not that comes to any kind of ban hammers or anything, I think that leads into that uh, other conversation about yeah, what cool... are they too? Mm-hmm. Uh, do do you wanna do you wanna? And I'm sure it's difficult for them. Do you wanna alienate people or do you wanna be like give warnings? They they did they. What did they just put a new official? reminder about third-party tools or what yeah. What did they put out well do you want to talk about that, that about- do you want to lead right into that because i know it's right. a big that's topic just, let's just fucking go let's there let's jump because, there you know, we've been we've been beating around the fucking bush but let's <laughs> talk about it so so we there was an announcement that twitter we saw the the bulletin and it was basically like no rmt no third-party tools we're serious about this shit and it's like, why are they posting this again? We know not to buy Gil from the guy in Limsa Lamensa with the trench coat. You know, like to, to, to me, to me, it came out of nowhere because mm-hmm. I had not been following in a, any of this. So to me, I'm like, what are they even talking about? I had to ask. I had to ask people in our in our Discord because I didn't know. And of course, I got multiple links that led me right back to Reddit. And my Twitter was all lit up. I think this was, what, Wednesday. I was just back at work. I'm trying to do my job. And I'm like, why is my Twitter all blown up with pissed off high-end raiders? I'm not getting this. And so on Reddit, uh, and I think this is a – there might be a burner account that something was posted on. And and before we get into this, 
if anybody wants to send us feedback and clarification, I don't care what side of the aisle you're from, mm-hmm. we're willing to read anything on the podcast. We don't take sides. I have my opinion. Yelta has her opinion. Uh, our opinions don't fucking matter in the real world. Anyway, it's a video game. <laughs> there will be no witch hunt. Exactly. So we don't care either way what you do behind closed doors. And we're not here to blow anybody up, whatever you do. Uh, we're not here to also uh, promote or uh, condone or condemn, whatever. But uh, my understanding is uh, there were runs being sold. And, 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 these are runs being sold for real cash money, not the in-game gill stuff that we forever a million years ago were like, it's kind of gross, but whatever. At least it's kind of it's kind of gross, but I I but I did it right. Yeah, it'll... so I'm I'm a huge fucking hypocrite. I I sold runs, but <gasps> for not... shame. I know for shame. You can you can burn me at FanFest, but you know I I went with my group and we're like doing like and it wasn't even new content. It wasn't even for much, but that doesn't really matter. But, you know, but I never cleared and helped people get through the hardest content in the game for cash money. Yeah. To be, to be clear yeah. though, for you, Yalta, you were selling runs for gill. In game gill. I, yeah. Well, and I never saw any of the gill, but apparently, you know, the free company I was with at the time used it, but, you know, I used to get invited to groups. Let's run Titan. I'd run Titan a few times, and I'm like, who is this Bob guy? Well, now who's this Terry guy? And they're like, oh, no, we're selling Terry these. the floor tank. I'm like, Terry the floor tank. They would need, they'd be like, trade. they would, like, trade their guild, and then we'd queue up. And I'm like, and they're like, don't loot. And I'm like, what? They're like, don't loot. And I'm like, okay. Because they sold the loot too. <laughs> yep. So uh, you know whatever you so think about I did, that. I did, I, yeah. Whatever. It was not good. But but I didn't I didn't charge anyone a thousand dollars or something. Not real life American cash monies. Yeah. What the hell? And and I don't know. And so you know some of these high end groups uh, have been selling runs. Now there were rumors forever about Titan runs and this, that, and the other from different groups. And of course, this Reddit post is trying to blow up Elysium, uh, whether mm. that's real or it's somebody who's Elysium of the housing drama. Elysium. Well, wasn't that 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 was Entropy, I believe, of the housing? Oh, drama. that was Entropy. Let's Sorry, let's not get Elysium these. too much heat here. Uh, oh my but God, too many E's. Okay. You know, oh, no, Elysium, like world first Elysium, world first Elysium of the uh, yeah of the of God. the pre. I think entropy yeah, yeah. was okay. world first uwu. Um, but uh, Elysium, uh, this is called Elysium, putting the dollar sign in Gilgamesh since 2015, and it tries to go back to way gotcha. back when for Titan oh. sold runs for all kinds of stuff. And we, I don't have any proof of this. I don't give a shit. You know, it's whatever they, you know, whatever happened, happened. And apparently neither does Square Enix because I've not seen a ban hammer go out. Nothing, to my knowledge, nobody has been doing this. These are just uh, Reddit warriors who, whether this is a real mm-hmm. person or a burner account on Reddit or whatever else, has decided they wanted to bring back up old drama and try to draw lines between sold uwu runs or uh, binding uh, binding ultimate runs and, uh, and and shit from 2015 but they've got a list of names or whatever or websites or prices for things being sold and you know anything can be 
concocted on the internet. Anything could be put together. Uh, these have got names of people that I see on Twitter and things all the time and, and, and stuff. And so how real is any of this information? I don't fucking know. I, I don't know how real any of this shit is. But to, but to be honest, um, Square Enix must not either because I haven't seen a band hammer. And so – um, well, you know them. They take a year and a day to research anything. Well, and that's and true. It will all be done quietly, and then we will see uh, retaliatory posts about, I don't understand why I was banned. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. I, I, but anyway, yeah, this is this is long. It's man. long, and it's not anything that I want to dwell upon because, again, anything that's in this, in my opinion, is hearsay. And we had a Twitter discussion. I'm sorry, a Discord discussion, mm-hmm. uh, and the Discord discussion I felt culminate uh, uh, culminated with this statement: unless you have hard and fast proof. Square Enix is in no position to try to do something and cause legal drama for themselves. There is no point for Square Enix to use some third-party website or some hearsay from some player or Reddit warrior or Twitter SJW or whatever you want to call them that's trying to wave a flag and say these people are bad. Is it against the term of terms of service to sell things for real cash money? Yes, indeedy. You are incorrect for spent for for trying to buy things. It is not. I'm so sorry, but it is not equatable to the Mog Station. This is a company that's selling items in game. They can have a Mog Station. They write the rules. It's their fucking game. If they have an outfit in the Mog Station or a triple triad card or whatever the hell else they want to say, that's their company. They're selling the product. And they get to write the rules. And if their rules say you can't sell anything in this game for real cash money, you can't sell it. But the thing is, prove it. Prove that this person... I can tell you I can prove that XXX Sephiroth XXX in Limsa Lominsa asked me to go to gillseller.com slash org or whatever and buy X number of gill for X number of dollars. The dev or the rep or whoever can go. They can read that chat log. Oh, they can... if if o- if only we had a right click option that said report. Exactly. Hmm. Now, if somebody yeah, I report every day. If so. somebody is selling a run, they're not posting a party finder that says, "Pay me three hundred and seventy dollars for this clear." That <laughs> that ain't happening. I don't know no, it's that all the, outside the game. I don't yeah. know that there is entrapment, <laughs> and I don't know that Square Enix would want to put fake prostitutes out there to entrap would-be buyers for this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, hey, is anybody mm-hmm. selling an uwu run? I'm willing to pay cash money. <laughs> My dad's not home. Why don't you come over with a six pack of beer and some condoms? <laughs> Chris Hansen of Dateline NBC, sit right here. I heard you were selling an uwu run this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think Square Enix wants to get into that shit whatsoever. That's why they posted the rules. And for most, I'd say 99% of the community, it's like, what? But for the Reddit warriors and for those that are getting called out in this, this ancient bullshit from 2015... I can see people getting really upset for dragging up old garbage and trying to relate to something that's going on. Well, even a free company that was doing it then, I don't know about you, 
but 2015 and now is 2018, there's probably like almost no one left in that group. Don't, don't, don't witch hunt someone today just because they are loosely associated with something. So don't, don't go there, but you know. I don't know. It's it's what 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 are you gonna do about now? What yeah, what are you gonna do about her now? And and I, I know some people would say to that, well, I mean an offense is an offense, but I, I I'm gonna take it from this. I think it's gross to go out of your way to try to blow people up and try to cause some kind of fucking Reddit drama and do this stuff. I think it's completely gross to go back in time and try to do a bunch of shit and get people in trouble because you weren't world first or so and so made a meme about you on Twitter and you don't like their tweets about Thanos's dick or whatever else is out there. Uh, I think it's also kind of gross to sell runs and it's against the TOS and that's not my fucking rule. It's gross to sell runs for real cash money. I think, again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, it diminishes the achievement uh, because the devs don't know who's really completing this stuff legitimately. It's going to fuck with the way that they design the content unless you want uwus harder and other stuff shifted. They're, they're trying to get this content balanced right across the board for all levels of players. For legit players. There should be a sanctity yeah. with this content. And to be quite honest, if I cleared it, I want to be one of a hundred to a thousand people with a shiny blue or a shiny gold weapon. Fuck the rest of the community. I'm not saying look down on the rest of the community like an elitist but you should wear your badge of honor and the last person that i want to say fuck you to is the person who would pay real life money for this shit do you have any dignity that you don't you want to earn something in life does daddy's money buy you everything your mercedes his love you got mama's credit card exactly like don't you have any self-respect that you know, I would rather have a nice, sweet 07S clear that I felt good about and I clenched my teeth and we got it at the end than pay somebody to get me a shiny gold weapon to look cool. Where? In Kugane? For what? Three months mm-hmm. or For something? Three, three months while it's relevant. Well, see, and I feel dirty even when I clear something where I feel like I was carried. I'm like, I won't even join farm parties after that. I have not earned it. And that's why it makes me fucking crazy. And that's where so many things make me fucking crazy was even, even the Mog Station. I would rather earn it. I would rather push buttons correctly and earn it. Mm-hmm. Or put in the time and earn it. That's just, it's just gross to me. <laughs> and you know, I, I sometimes, I sometimes, you know, lay in bed late at night and wonder how many people queued up for Titan Extreme after I helped them clear it for Gil. I'm like, who made the trap parties? How many people have I affected with my sins? You have fucked up this and content, even, Yelta. You're the problem. I fucked up the... Co- I'm the... Pro- Yelta's the problem. <laughs> no, I just... Well, did you did, did you see... Did you see the chart of prices? I saw Jesus some of them. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm not going to spend nine hundred dollars to clear some shit. I what? Why? What? Why? I would, I would pay for so many more irresponsible things. You could get that. laid in Vegas for cheaper, <laughs> and you could keep that too. I, whatever herpes or whatever you end up whatever, catching, whatever you get to keep that for STDs. life. That's a brand of honor, sir or ma'am. Whatever. Uh, 
you get to keep that for life. <laughs> yeah, it's, I just, no, it's just gross. I don't, and, and, and I almost, part of me can't even blame the people who sell it because someone's going to buy it. And I blame them, but at the same time, I'm like, I blame the people who would pay money more than the people who would sell oh, it yeah. because I'm like, I don't know. And I've taken people through content for friendship, right? Because they are friends of mine. I have taken people into content they probably had no business going into and cleared it. We have put, we have put, we have grabbed people from the link shell in the free company. And yeah, someone was probably carried. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt bad about that too, but you know, no money was exchanged, but you know, I know for the most part, though, those people will run that shit without us. So that, it makes it kind of okay. I don't know. There's this weird gray area there for me, yeah. but selling mm-hmm. stuff for money, real life cash monies is just like right out. It's man, I could talk about this forever. You know, one, it's gross. one, a fool in his money. So there's plenty of opportunity for this thing to happen. You know, in a, in the capitalistic world, you know, you got the, you got the goods, the other person's got the money, you know, we can make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, partially I heard that this even came about only because Japanese teams are starting to do this crap. And so once it affects the Japanese, then the devs take notice. Nobody gives a shit yeah, what happens see, this, in North see, America this shit has been happening forever here. And I'm like, we've been screaming, oh my god, this shit's going on and the selling of things for how many yeah, years? Yeah, nobody cares. But this is this – is, but no one cares. It gets a false equivalency with the, the RMT stuff and then people say, you know, well, when are you going to take care of the RMT problem? Why don't you just ban all the Chinese gill sellers or whatever else and – and uh, I mean, again, this could go myriad directions. Uh, it, it's just a, it's just kind of gross all the way around. And I don't know what the correct action is ultimately, but uh, and not to, I'm not going to get political. You could really take this to some other angles, but I believe this is what they would call a narrow ruling. Uh, and my definitions could be completely wrong <laughs> with this. And I'm only saying that in the sense that. Square Enix is only doing the cover your ass kind of thing at this moment. They cannot, they can't do wide sweeping Gestapo type tactics. Again, like having spies, KGB agents behind every corner checking things. They don't want to do that. They don't have the resources to do that. And as soon as this game starts banning people for a bunch of stupid shit, you're going to lose all kinds of players. You get bad publicity, bad press. All kinds of bad stuff happens and it just turns into a tirade. The best thing that could happen is you put a notice out and you let this team get mad and this other team get mad and everybody grumble on Reddit and Twitter and it dies off after a few weeks. And essentially things kind of go back to the way they are, but the people who were in the wrong quote unquote either hide a little better or they cool their jets for a little while or whatever. And it's kind of one of those you let the market work itself out by just reposting the rules and letting the people kind of get back to some sort of normalcy that you hope and then you you just tackle the issue if it comes up ever again you don't want to make and the rules are already set but you don't want to start dropping ban hammers because it only leads to a domino effect that is going to hurt the whole community and there's people who are going to say Rubicon you are wrong you have got to punish those that are in the wrong that you have got to come back 
back and you got to stop those people. And I'm telling you, but you have to have iron clad. You cannot take a Reddit post by ggx121315 and say well here's the proof i need i got a screenshot i got something not a screenshot i got something from a website fuck i can go on photoshop and put i saw yelta sumasu do this that the other but unless square enix's data comes from within their own systems and it's been addressed within their own microcosm of network or whatever right there they have no proof it is not admissible in court. You can't do shit with it on their own but, terms. Well, part of me wonders if someone clears. I don't know what kind of numbers they're they're tracking, but if someone like joins a party and clears it in two polls with never being in there before, doesn't that are, where where do the red flags come up? But you what know, do you but, say to that per player? What do they do? Take them off know. to the side. That gets you back do. into the KGB kind of shit. So, comrade, yeah, I heard like, you beat a thing in two really turns. Know. Like, what's what's up? And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't know what you do with that. I don't know how they. Who does it? What man hours? What resources is put into that? How do they monitor it? How do they? What are what are their criteria of now yelta you're you're making a good point that's not to say in a future live letter that yoshida goes you know like we did for unger max we looked at the things and we saw you know these players who had done this thing have beaten it but Mm -hmm. we've seen an abnormally high level from the japanese north american and european servers of people clearing this content that have not set foot but one time in these things and we are monitoring all they got to say is we're watching very closely at who clears yeah, this they, content. They, they may they may need to put the fear of God into that's people, what I'm but saying. at the same time, but but that's where someone's going to say, "Well, you got to make an example of someone." That's that's where I'm scared. Well, of, and I just think like, you step right, you you walk right up to that line. You say. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't want to make example because they, like, Unger, Unger Max had hard proof. You could see that I shot it at a ladybug or I shot it mm-hmm. at, uh, Neo. Oh, yeah, and we, Neo we know staff. people who got their, we, we know people who got their temp bans for using it in YOLO content just because they were curious if it worked. I, I was tempted once I heard about it. I was like, man, I want to see, d- does it really work? Of course. Bing. You know, but I didn't. I resisted. And the devs made a 24-hour ban. Yeah, and they banned accordingly because it was their mistake, to be quite honest. They overlooked something. Yeah. yeah. But I think that the next step for this development team, if they really want to address this and make the Reddit warriors happy and you're, you know, oh, this is so gross, people happy, you, you've got to draw that line one more time and say, we're watching. We know who has worked hard on this and spent X number of hours, and we know what people have it, and we know how mm-hmm. we design this content and the reasonable expectation. Is there is there an outlier? There sure could be. Is there 276 outliers? Probably not. So we are watching. We will act accordingly as that happens. Please understand that we design this content to be made in such a way that people work very hard to build this content and people work very hard to clear this content. And it's a mutual understanding. If you want us to continue to make hard content, 
You will honor us by doing the hard work it takes to beat this content and not carrying people through for in get because I mean who's to say maybe they just want to carry somebody through and no money actually exchanged hands right well and I've I've helped people through stuff like I said but yeah no see it's I don't know so I don't know S S E Square Enix isn't the devs are in a tough spot. The players, we we don't want witch hunts against players. It's 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 it's, but it's just gross. Just don't. I don't understand selling runs. I really don't understand paying for runs. I would rather earn stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just gross. It's just gross. Okay. I, I think we're done with that topic. I think that's yeah. all we need to say about that. That And sorry, we rolled that into the Dengeki yeah. interview, but I think that was a good yeah. segue into that deal. And there, there is, there is more to that interview, go read but, it. uh, go, go read it. So man, Ruby, we are at two hours and 11 minutes. We promised minutes. the listeners a dev, a dev blog. So very quickly, the Far East meets E3. That's a dev blog. Of course, that's the E3 stuff. They showcase the pictures of the, of the E3 thing. They show the crazy long lines for stuff, people winning shirts. Uh, those look Oh, they're good. shirts. Yeah. Well, see, and, and really the visible part of this post is the most important. So go, go check it out. It's really funny. There was a Twitter picture though where they were doing like the uh oh it's not on here i think it was soken and yoshi p uh doing the uh thumbs up uh fallout guy pip boy thumbs oh, up thing they do have the picture of Mega Man in here so confirmed Mega Man content is coming to there's the crossover platforming yelta you're gonna get to jump on those blocks that go fuck you jesus christ no that's why i don't play Mega Man. i can't do it Oh, and Matt's in these. Matt is always doing an awesome, awesome job. Bayon. Bayon. Only five months, Bayon, until FanFest. Only five months. Only, well, maybe less now. Yes. It is 6.20, right? Right. I, do, <laughs> I don't know. He's like, oh, only, only five months. <laughs> I feel for them. Have you ever planned anything large? I've never planned anything like a fan fest, but I planned something where like multiple hundreds of people were going to be there and it is crazy stressful. <laughs> we feel you, Dad. We feel you guys. We feel you. All right. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All right. I guess it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, gtffxiv.com. While you're there, please leave us a comment and If you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. And thank you for all of you who have donated. You can find us on Twitter at GTFFXIV. You can email us at GTFFXIV at gmail.com. Please rate us. Uh, Personal plugs, Ruby. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at RubiconVale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me on Twitter also. Yeltasumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.